ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فمن يعمل مثقال ذرة خيرا يره ومن يعمل مثقال ذرة شرا يره صدق الله العظيم Respected elders and beloved friends, <clears throat> the purpose of our creation and the very aim for our existence in this world is the worship and ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is also translated as a'mal. In terms of the actions that we carry out, it is either a person is in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which then becomes ibadat or a person is in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is of course not ibadat وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ قَوْلًا مِمَّنْ دَعَا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ كَانَتْ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتُ الْفِرْدَوْسِ نُزُلًا إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ أُولَئِكَ هُمْ خَيْرُ الْبَرِيَّةِ Numerous verses of the Qur'an al-Kareem indicating to us and talking to us about a'mal. In the verses that was recited in the khutbah, Surah Al-Zilzal, in the 30th Jews, many of us may know it by heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَى وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًّا يَرَى Whoever carries out a very minute or small action from those actions that are of goodness on the day of Qiyamah it will be presented to him in his book of deeds. Similarly a person who carries out an evil action no matter how small and minute it may be. In Tafsir ibn Kathir, Mithqala Dharratin refers to the weight of the smallest ant ever to exist. Equal to that, if an action may be good, if an action may be bad, that action will be recorded in your book of deeds. اقرأ كتابك كفى بنفسك اليوم عليك حسيبا لا يعادر صغيرة ولا كبيرة إلا أحصاها ووجدوا ما عملوا حاضرا ولا يظلم ربك أحدا On the day of Qiyamah we will be told each person will be told اقرأ كتابك read your book of deeds be your own judge. لا يعادر صغيرة ولا كبيرة إلا أحصاها. This book of deeds will not leave 
the smallest of deeds and it will not forget the biggest of deeds but you will find it in your book of deeds whatever you have done you will find it in your book of deeds during the era of the Sahaba and the reason for the revelation of these particular verses of the Quran Kareem some of the poor people they were feeling very low and very down that we do not have much wealth that when people come to ask from us somebody knocks at our door then we find within ourselves that we are only giving one kajur, we are only giving one date and that is a very small thing and on the, on the other hand there were certain people that understood in tajtanibu kabaira ma tunhawna anhu nukaffir ankum sayyatikum wa nudkhilkum mudkhalan kareema that if you leave out the major sins and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you and will grant you an entrance of honor meaning he will grant you jannah so some people understood that if we leave out the major sins and we carry out smaller sins minor sins then it will be okay for us to do so so in order to clear these doubts from the one group of sahaba that is giving out in the path of allah yet they are doubting that what we are giving is very little and minute it does not weigh much in the sight of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then what is the use of carrying out such deeds and on other hand one group of people one group of sahaba they are thinking that if we carry out small sins, then it is fine. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created and cleared this ambiguity by revealing these verses of the Quran Kareem. Of course, the condition of the Sahaba later on, over time changed. And thereafter, they would advise our, the noble companions, the Tabi'un, those that followed. إِنَّكُمْ لَتَعْمَلُونَ أَعْمَالًا هِيَ أَدَقُّ فِي أَعْيُنِكُمْ مِنَ الشَّعْرِ وَإِنَّا كُنَّا لَنَعُدُّهَا فِي عَهْدِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ مِنَ الْمُوبِقَاتِ He used to advise them that we were the same but after the revelation of these verses then even an action that could be as minute as the blade of your hair is the sharpness of your hair we would regard that to be something that a person can be punished because of so every kind of action that a person carries out it's either adding value for him or it could be the other way in hadith sharif rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned appears in sunan at-tirmidhi nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that there are so many people in this world that throughout their lives they are carrying out the actions of the people of Jannah meaning performing their salah, giving out their zakat, giving out sadaqah, ensuring business is all good etc until when until there is only one arm span between him and entering Jannah so his entire life he was carrying out good deeds he just needs to do some more, one more step and he's in Jannah. But, he does something small, something trivial, that aggravates the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he passes away in a state that he is not granted entry to Jannah. On the contrary, 
There is a person in their group of people who their entire lives they are spending in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until when? If he just carries on disobeying Allah Ta'ala one more step, then he's in the hellfire. But he carries out a small good action. And in lieu of that, Allah becomes so happy and pleased with him that he gets entry into paradise. That is what we require, the happiness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَرِضْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ ذَلِكَ هُوَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ True success, true success is in the happiness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a hadith Qudsi narrated in Sahih Muslim, hadith Qudsi refers to a hadith which is narrated by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is a direct message from Allah ta'ala to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Of course, it is not like the Quran that it can be recited in salah, but it has a higher and greater significance in uh, the field of hadith. So it is a greater hadith, a hadith wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself is talking to us. It's a lengthy narration. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls out to us, Ya Ibadi, oh my beloved servants, male, female, Muslim, non-Muslim. So in the end of that narration, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues, 11 sentences, 11 times he repeats, Ya Ibadi, inni harramtu dhulm, Ya Ibadi, kullukum dhalun, Ya Ibadi, kullukum adin, Ya Ibadi, kullukum ja'i'un, Ya Ibadi, kullukum tukhti'una bil-layli wal-nahar. And in the end of the hadith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, Ya Ibadi, إِنَّمَا هِيَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ أُحْصِيهَا لَكُمْ ثُمَّ أُوَفِّيكُمْ إِيَّاهَا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Oh my beloved servants and slaves, the actions you do, they are yours. My job is to ensure that your actions are recorded and stored in your bank account of the year after. And on the day of Qiyamah, I will either give you a full reward of your good actions or I will punish you for that. فَمَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا فَلْيَحْمَدِ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ وَجَدَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ فَلَا يَلُومَنَّ إِلَّا نَفْسَهِ If you find goodness, then praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you find evil, if you find the disobedience of Allah ta'ala in your book of deeds, then don't blame anyone else except for yourself. The question is that nowadays we find that many of us, when it comes to carrying out good actions, it is very difficult for us. But when it comes to the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it is very easy for us. So what is the reason behind us being unable to carry out good actions? I feel lazy. I do not want to wake up for Fajr Salah. I feel very greedy to give out my zakat. I feel very greedy to help out a needy person. I feel it a burden to recite the Quran Kareem, etc. So what are the reasons behind this? Why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it difficult for a person to carry out good actions? Or why does it become difficult for us then to carry out good actions? Shaqiq ibn Ibrahim rahimahullah was a great scholar. Allama Shamsuddin ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi rahimahullah cites a quotation by Shaqiq ibn Ibrahim in his kitab al-Fawaid. He says, أُغْلِقَ بَابُ التَّوْفِيقِ عَنِ الْخَلْقِ مِنْ سِتَّةِ أَشْيَاءِ 
that it's one of the six reasons why a person is unable to carry out good deeds. So, we should introspect and listen carefully. Take heed from the advices that Shaqiq ibn Ibrahim rahimahullah is giving us. But why do I not feel like carrying out good actions? In the month of Ramadan, that was the last time I recited Quran. The month of Ramadan, that was the last time I sat in the masjid from after Fajr till Ishraq, engaged in tilawat of Quran, engaged in the dhikrullah. The month of Ramadan was the last time that I gave my charity an optional sadaqah. The month of Ramadan was the last time that I was actually soft and tolerant to my family and my children. The last time I made tawbah was Eid night or Laylatul Qadr or the 10th of Muharram. So he says that the first reason that they are so engrossed in the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they forget to be grateful for the bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them. A person has been given a body that is fully functional. He can see clearly. He can talk properly. He can hear well. He can eat his food on his own. He can walk. He can run. He's fit and healthy. But he's not grateful for that. And what does it mean to be grateful for these bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? To use them in his obedience. Rather, a person uses these bounties in showing his authority upon his younger ones. He uses the faculty of his eye to view and to see that it is haram. So if a person uses the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the correct way, then he will be able to be grateful for the bounties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him. So, اشتغالهم بالنعمتي عن شكرها in the Quran Kareem, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned an incident or indicated to an incident of a certain people. ضَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا قَرْيَةً كَانَتْ آمِنَةً مُطْمَئِنَّةً يَأْتِيهَا رِزْقُهَا رَغَدًا مِنْ كُلِّ مَكَانٍ فَكَفَرَتْ بِأَنْعُمِ اللَّهِ فَأَذَاقَهَا اللَّهُ لِبَاسَ الْجُوعِ وَالْخَوْفِ بِمَا كَانُوا يَصْنَعُونَ Allah gives an example of a certain people who are enjoying and who are engrossed and drowned in the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Safety, trustworthiness, and everything that a person wants, everything they had. But, فَكَفَرَتْ بِأَنْعُمِ اللَّهِ They were ungrateful for the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They after the punishment of Allah ta'ala struck them. The punishment of Allah ta'ala can be either by taking away the physical sustenance and rosy of, of a person, Physically, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had put onto them famine. They were unable to find food, etc. easily. Their hearts were filled with fears of enemies. Why? Because of what they had done. Being ungrateful for the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are very few people from the bondsmen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who are truly appreciative and grateful for the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And let us be amongst those qaleel, those few people that are grateful for the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second reason he mentions, Everyone wants to acquire knowledge of deen. 
Everyone wants to go to scholars, ulama, muftis, etc. My son should become an alim. And I want to acquire deen through any sort, through any form, and through any means. Whether I am sitting in the company of ulama, in the madrasa, in the maktab, or whether I am learning it online or searching it on Google, etc. I want to acquire lots of ilm and knowledge of deen. Yes, you may have acquired that knowledge. But what about practicing upon what you are learning? On one occasion, Imam Bukhari rahimahullah was busy teaching the lessons of hadith in the masjid. And whilst he was teaching, there was a blade of grass that was stuck in his beard. One of his students gently removed the blade of grass, hence it fell on the ground of the masjid. It fell on the carpet or it fell in the masjid. Imam Bukhari rahimahullah immediately became uncomfortable. Immediately became uncomfortable. Knowing that he has studied the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hates that the masjid should be dirty. Not even a speck of dirt should be in the masjid. He himself sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would ensure that the masjid is clean. He became uncomfortable. He was, he was uneased. And he picked up that blade of grass and put it in his pocket. How many times have we heard the Mubarak hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to ensure that the masajid are clean? Yet, we rely on the mu'addin or the cleaner of the masjid that know that's his job, that's his duty, he should do it. Yes, he has been employed for that job and task. But, as a Muslim, as a believer, as a mu'min, why can I not pick up some dirt from the masjid? Imam Abu Dawood rahimahullah, the famous incident of his, wherein he heard a person at the end of the show that sneezed and said, Alhamdulillah, he paid one dinar to go in a boat to reply to his sneeze. And thereafter a sound came from the unseen that Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahimahullah brought, bought, purchased his Jannah for one dinar. So to what extent are we going in order to practice on the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us? And when he went there, the only reason he went there, he says, is that I want to practice on the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I will hear, I will get the dua of this person. Who knows that this person's dua will be accepted? Many a times we attend the masjid, we attend programs. We go home and tell our families that the bayan was very nice, it was excellent. The vocabulary that the alim used was at the high level. He spoke very well. He was very eloquent in his speech, etc. But when you ask that person, show me a few points from that lecture in Bayan that you heard, he'll say, what are you talking about? Yeah, the Bayan was like 30 minutes and luckily the Molana finished on time. Then we change our story. The third reason that he mentions that why a person, a person's way to carry out good actions becomes closed. He sees that, you know, there's something happening there. There's something sort of entertainment. He will rush to that entertainment. He will disobey Allah Ta'ala. He will be involved in a mixed gathering. He's in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala already. And he says, you know what? It's just a small thing. I'll come back masjid. Uh, Ramadan is around the corner. I'll make tawbah. No. You carry out a sin, immediately make tawbah. Carry out good actions, they will erase the bad ones and evil ones. What other example do we want than the example of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? 
والله إني لأستغفر الله وأتوب إليه في يوم أكثر من سبعين مرة وفي رواية ألف مرة نات ألف مرة وفي رواية مئة مرة نبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وتل صحابة رضي الله عنهم من الذين زامبوا فاس تفلوا بعد قسم فالله بعد عوض فالله I make tawbah and istighfar in one day more than 70 times. In another narration, more than 100 times. When is the last time we sincerely sat down reciting istighfar, making tawbah, making our, uh, our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correct? Generally after salah, everyone, you know, most of the people, astaghfirullah, 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 you don't even know what he's saying. So quickly a person says astaghfirullah, that you don't even know whether he said it correctly, whether he said it incorrectly, whether he had the right frame of mind while saying it or not. So much of haste and rush in our life. خُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ مِنْ عَجَلُ خُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ مِنْ عَجَلُ Insan has been created by nature, he's hasty. Allama Shabir Ahmad Uthmani rahimahullah says yes. There is a difference. One group of people that is the pious, they are hasty in good actions. And the other group that is the transgressors, they are hasty in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. It is for us to choose where we want to be. The fourth reason he mentions, وَالْإِغْتِرَارُ بِصُحْبَةِ الصَّالِحِينَ وَتَرْكِ الْإِقْتِدَاءِ بِفِعَالِهِمْ I was in the company of so-and-so Hazrat and Buzruq. A person goes in the gatherings of the pious people, but only to say that I met so and so person, only to say that I was in so and so person's majlis and gathering. But when it comes to correcting himself, when it comes to doing the action that his sheikh and the mulana have ever done, then he's a he's he's zero percent when it comes to practicing what he has learned from that sheikh. So a person shouldn't be deceived that I will be sitting in the company of. So many buzruks, I will be sitting in the company of my sheikh for the lifetime. Yes, there is benefit. But, together with sitting in the company of the pious, a person should also have the concern to ensure that I am bringing the life of that person into my life as well. My life is becoming the photocopy of the life of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The fifth and sixth reason that he mentions, which are linked, is that this world is coming to an end and you are still running behind the world. The sixth reason, the akhirat is coming right in front of your nose, but you are negligent about it. The day of Qiyamah is approaching, akhirat is approaching, what are we doing about it? We are still engrossed in the life, in, in, in the matters of this world. A person has a vehicle, he has a house, he has a running business, everything is okay in his life. But no, 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 no. That guy has two houses, I need to buy one more. That guy has one building, I must get another building. That guy has a 2022 version car, I must get the 2024 one. Running behind the world, chasing the world. Forgetting about Allah Ta'ala, forgetting about Akhirat, forgetting about our accountability in the court of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So a person should be grateful for the bounties that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has given him. A person should practice on the knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed him with. A person should try and make tawbah on a daily basis. After every salah, whenever we remember of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we remember of a sin, make tawbah, make istighfar. 
when sitting in the company of the pious, try to bring their akhlaq and character in our lives as well. And let us try for the hereafter. I leave you with the quotation of Sayyiduna Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu that Imam Bukhari rahimahullah has mentioned. He says, اِرْتَحَلَتِ الدُّنْيَا مُدْبِرَةً وَارْتَحَلَتِ الْآخِرَةُ مُقْبِلَةً وَلِكُلِّ وَاحِدَةٍ مِّنْهُمَا بَنُونَ فَكُونُوا مِنْ أَبْنَاءِ الْآخِرَةِ وَلَا تَكُونُوا مِنْ أَبْنَاءِ الدُّنْيَا The world is coming to an end. The hereafter is right in front of your noses. The world and the hereafter both have children. Be from the children of the hereafter and do not be from the children of this world. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide each one of us. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له الذي تمت كلماته صدقا وعدلا وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله الذي فيه أفضل الخلق شاملا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين كانوا مؤمنين ومسلمين كاملا أما بعد فيا معشر المسلمين وحدوا الله ولا تشركوا به شيئا واجتهدوا في طاعة الله ورسوله واعملوا فكل ميسر لما خلق له وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بادروا بالأعمال فتنا كقطع الليل المظلم يصبح الرجل مؤمنا ويمسي كافرا أو يصبح مؤمنا ويمسي كافرا يبيع دينه بعرض من الدنيا رواه مسلم وفي حديث القدسي الطويل عن أبي ذر رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فيما يروي عن ربه تبارك وتعالى أنه قال يا عبادي إنما هي أعمالكم أحصيها لكم ثم أوفيكم أجورها يوم القيامة فمن وجد خيرا فليحمد الله ومن لم يجد ومن وجد غير ذلك فلا يلومن إلا نفسه أو كما قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم فمن يعمل مثقال ذرة خيرا يره ومن يعمل مثقال ذرة شرا يره أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله 
ta'ali wa lakum wa lisairil muslimin fastaghfiruh innahu huwal ghafurur rahim Alhamdulillah alladhi anzala ala abdihi alkitab wa lam yaj'al lahu 'iwaja qayyiman liyunzira ba'san shadidan min ladunhu wa yubashshiral mu'minina alladhina ya'maluna as-salihati anna lahum ajran hasana makithina fihi abada shahida Allahu annahu la ilaha illa huwa wal malaikatu wa ulul 'ilmi qa'iman bil qist la ilaha illa huwa al-'azizul hakim inna Allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna 'alan nabiy ya ayyuhalladhina amanu sallu عليه وسلم تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ومولانا محمد كما تحب وترضى عدد ما تحب وترضى والسابقون الأولون من المهاجرين والأنصار والذين اتبعوهم بإحسان رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه وأعد لهم جنات تجري تحتها الأنهار خالدين فيها ذلك الفوز العظيم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنا وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزيغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا وفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف الرحيم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون Find the state in the rows stand shoulder to shoulder ensure to fill in the softs before us Thank you. 
ذكرا سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث العاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاوية فيها عين جارية فيها سرور مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر 
أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب رب جعلنا مقيم الصلاة ومن ذريتنا ربنا وتقبل دعاء ربنا اغفر لنا ولوالدينا وللمؤمنين يوم يقوم الحساب ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم أحسن عاقبتنا في الأمور كلها وأجرنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب القبر وعذاب الآخرة اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذ منه نبيك وحبيبك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله على النبي الكريم برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين